Welcome to the HMO Property Podcast, where we connect, educate, and inspire the UK's HMO property community. So stop what you're doing, sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. What's up, HMO Nation, and welcome to another episode of the HMO Property Podcast. In this episode, we're interviewing successful HMO property investor, Hannah Smith. Hannah is going to take us on her HMO property investment journey, including the ups, the downs, the highs, and the lows. Now, Hannah's been investing in HMOs for some three years now, but she's completed over 30 HMO projects and currently houses over 110 tenants herself. So let's jump straight in. Hannah, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to have you here. Yes, great to be here. Thank you. Before we dive into the details, tell us about yourself before you got into HMOs. So before I got into HMOs, I had completed a criminology degree and that led me down a path of probation. So I was a probation officer Um I worked in the community and in the prisons, working with high risk male and females. How long did you do that for? I uh, did that for four years in total. Okay. Okay. And did you enjoy your time? Yeah, I did enjoy my time. Um, it was... Hard work, burnout was quite regular um, because of the nature of the people that we were working with, very chaotic and dangerous individuals. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I found it rewarding. Sounds like sounds like managing a big HMO to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, um, and so you've done four years, um, four years outside of property invest or HMO investing. Were you doing any any property investing before you got into HMOs three years ago? No, we weren't. We bought our own residential property um, and then we were just looking into buying another buy to let. And then we went on some courses and then realised that what we were going to do wouldn't have cash flowed. So that's what got us into HMOs. Got it. Okay. So Hannah, tell us, how did you actually end up making that step of going, I want to get into HMOs? Um, we'd done some courses and from there, cause we'd been traveling up North to build a buy to let portfolio. Um, and then we were on a course and we discovered HMOs and then we realized that HMOs would work in our area. Um, so with it just being on our doorstep, it meant that we were able to build momentum a lot quicker. Got it. Okay. Which course did you go on? Um, we actually found out about HMOs on a creative finance course. With, who, was, um, who was that with? Uh, Legacy Education. Okay. Yeah, so we took the elite package with Legacy Education and we've not looked back really. Fantastic. So that was approximately three or four years ago. You did how much, how much training? A year's worth of training? Uh, yeah, did a year's worth of training, but we were able to um, repeat the courses each year. So it spanned over two years. Got it. Okay. And out of interest, was there anything, it sounds like you had a bit of a light bulb moment. 
Yeah. Um, but was there anything holding you back in your previous career that that stopped you kind of moving forwards with something like this? Um, no, the, the reason why we had the light bulb moment was because unfortunately in 2016, my mum died really suddenly. Um, and we just wanted to build up a lifestyle where we had a bit more freedom for ourselves. So we wanted to build up a passive income. And then because we'd been searching property on the Internet, then the adverts start coming on Facebook about the courses that you can do. And from there, we were just kind of the place that we were at. We were just quite open to ideas. And I wasn't too precious about the job that I was already in because I wanted a life of freedom, basically. Yeah, got it. Sometimes it just happens, doesn't it? it, As in like the timing just works out where Mm. you're in the right place at the right time and you're ready to kind of start taking that step forward. Yeah, exactly. How was Legacy? Yeah, I've had a really good experience with it. Um, Met a lot of very good property investors met friends through it um and i've always found it really good network hannah tell us about your very first hmo property deal so our very first hmo deal it was um quite surreal really because like i say we'd been on this course and we found out about the concept of hmos and we must drive up and down this road near ours about four or five times a day and before we'd never spotted this house that was completely derelict um and then when we had the concept of hmos we decided like that is a brilliant hmo and it had been on the market for ages um then we looked more into it and it was um now owned by the council because it was part of a deceased estate we thought the location is absolutely perfect to start doing a HMO in the area um, and just went from there, really. Put in a cheeky offer, got it 10 grand below market value. Um, and yeah, that's how it started. All right. Let's just dive into a bit more detail on that one. What did you buy it for? What did yeah. you refurb it? How many bedrooms? What kind of tenants? Um, mm-hmm. What's it giving you at the end? Yeah. So considering it was our first deal, it was actually one of our better one of the good ones right so we bought it for eighty-five thousand. and we spent fifty thousand on it turning it into a five bed five bathroom hmo and it was revalued eight months later at 170. good job (laughs) shocked by those numbers because we thought that it was only going to achieve 130 um, and it actually achieved 170 so so 85 to buy 50 refurb yeah revalued at 170 yeah it was money in money out deal this is easy this property thing right (laughs) we've not found any that good since (laughs) (laughs) hey it just shows you they are out there if you yeah and that's the that's the difference um you know you have to be in the game Mm. and uh you know a great deal is going to come along sooner or later yeah for you you guys were just lucky at the beginning and i bet you that gave you real enthusiasm to keep going yeah it did Great stuff. What does it cash flow now, Hannah? Um, it now cash flows. So gross is 2200 and it nets about 1300 Okay, Hannah, how has um, investing in HMOs changed your life so far? So it's given us a lot more choices in life. It's allowed us to have a life of freedom, that we've got that income coming in, whether we're actively working on it or not um and it's just given us a lot more choices and it's opened a lot more doors for us in life and given us the ability to connect with a lot more people 
And is this something you do with your other half? Yeah, so me and my other half, Alistair, yeah. And was he in the prison service as well? No, he was an electrical engineer. He worked for Western Power. Um, okay. so we, get, we, both, we had two decent jobs, um, but his, he's very motivated and he likes to be busy and doing projects for other people and keeping the momentum going. So he's kind of the driving force in that aspect. Whereas I'll deal with all the refinances and all the paperwork, basically. So we work well together. Sounds like a good team structure. Yeah. Good stuff. Sounds pretty life-changing to me compared to four years ago. You know, I can imagine, I know certainly when I had a job, um, the difference, you know, just, just from my enthusiasm after work mm. was just um, markedly different. So like, for example, when you would come home from work after a day in the prison service, um, what's the difference between now and then? Um, well, before property came onto the scene, when I used to come back from work, I'd probably, I'd just want to just completely relax because my head would be so full. I'd probably just spend the evening, well, I would just spend the evening on the sofa, cooking tea, watching Coronation Street. Um, and then I can remember when I went on one of the, the first course that I ever went on, um, the speaker, she said, I don't even have a telly anymore. And I thought, how weird. And now I barely ever watch the telly. And like the thought of sitting down, just watching telly aimlessly makes me feel a bit sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Waste of life. Eh? But we've yeah. all been there. Yeah, it's crazy. At one point or another, we've all been there. Mm. And I used right. to love having days off so that I could watch this morning, in the morning. <laughs> but now, again, I don't even watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to watch it now. No chance. Hannah, what's your favourite part about HMO property investing? Um, my favourite part is probably the getting it over the line and getting the refinance done and paying all the investors back. Um, that's my favourite part. Because then it feels like all your work's complete and then you can reap the benefits from it then. Got it, got it, got it. And how about your other half's favourite part? What would you say his favourite part was? Um, I think his favourite part is helping others do the jobs for others um, because we've got a development firm as well and we run eight to ten projects at a time. And his favourite part is being busy and organising people, getting in new business and turning a project around for people. Got it. Hannah, we've talked about the past. Before we move on to the present and your future plans in HMO property, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking for an effortless HMO mortgage experience? If that's a yes, there's only one place to go. www.thehmomortgagebroker.co.uk the UK's number one specialist HMO mortgage broker. They're so specialised that they don't do anything else. HMO mortgages, HMO remortgages and HMO bridging. That's it. They have access to every HMO lender out there and even some exclusive products not available to other brokers. With lightning fast service and A1 communication, they're easily the best HMO broker in town. So to experience HMO lending made easy, go to www.thehmomortgagebroker.co.uk today hannah fast forwarding to the present day tell us a bit more about your current portfolio 
So our current portfolio now, because we're constantly assessing the market, we're noting that the, we're noticing that there's a bit of a saturation in HMOs in this particular area. So now we're moving on to the bigger development projects. So now we're looking at properties to convert. So we're buying pubs to convert into flats. And we're also going down a social housing route, which is where we're effectively doing service accommodation slash HMOs for our local council. Got it. But what about your current portfolio, what you've completed? Just go into a bit more detail for the guys. Oh, right. OK, so we've completed um, seven HMO projects with 35 tenants. Um, we've got... So this is your personal portfolio? Yeah. Got it. Yeah, this is personal portfolio. Um, we've got a collection of buy-to-lets as well. And we've got a collection of um, social housing portfolio and um, buy-to-lets, which is where we've converted bigger buildings into flats. And within your HMO portfolio, tell us about the types of tenants that you cater to in the area that you're in. Okay, so our main tenant type is doctors and nurses. Um, working professionals because we also have um, a local like industrial area and um, so it's working professionals and then we also have a project that's just specializes in social housing got it okay and tell us Hannah about your best out of all the ones you've done you've done 30 in a short amount of time tell us about your single best HMO investment today and it doesn't have to be for the money but it can be if you like. Um, I would say that the best one was our first one. Um, in terms of the extent of the work that we put into it to turn it round from what it was, um, the way that the tenants have looked after it, the income that it produces, and I suppose the fact that that was the driving force for us as well, really. If you could do 10 more of those, it's not yeah. good. Mm. <laughs> I'd be happy. Those times will come back where the deals <laughs> will come back. They will. Okay, Hannah, next up, I'm going to ask you to tell us about one significant mistake that you've made in your HMO business that by sharing with the audience, it might help others avoid. Yeah. Um, so our significant mistake, I'd say, would be that we... Um, on a seven bed, seven bathroom HMO, we were convinced that it was going to get a commercial mortgage. But if you're investing in an area where there's no commercial comparables at that rate, it doesn't always get revalued on a commercial mortgage. So ours only went up to bricks and mortar, which obviously meant it was still a good deal, but it meant that there was a lot more money left in than we'd envisaged. Um, so it meant that there was probably about 30 extra grand in the property because on all the courses that we've been on seven bedrooms seven bathroom it's commercial all day long but if you're in an area where there's no commercial comparables for that then with the strict lending criteria at the moment you can still get bricks and mortar so always have a second exit brilliant that is a really good mistake to learn from mm -hmm. and many of our listeners will be having that same question in there or having that question in their mind of yeah. you know, the what if so thank you for sharing that one because mm -hmm. we see it at hmo hub we see it time and time again mm -hmm. people um, choose the wrong broker they don't quite get it right 
and uh, they end up with uh, a bit of a lemon that they either have to pay for a revalue, another 1,500 quid's worth of revalue with a commercial lender, or, um, or, or, they're, or they're left carrying, you know, yeah, an extra few grand left in the deal, which if you're trying to do more deals is never a good thing. Yeah. Okay, how about, you touched on it briefly, Hannah, tell us about your HMO portfolio plans for the next 12 months. Okay, so our HMO portfolio plans are to um, look for different areas um, because, like I say, we're finding a bit of a saturation and also to um, free up some of the stock by selling it on a yield basis to investors. Ah, great stuff. Okay, so you're looking to, are you still sourcing deals for other people and flipping them on and also releasing some equity of your own in your own portfolio? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. There's still demand in the area. Um but it's not as high as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's still opportunities to source deals. But for our portfolio, because of the momentum that we've built up, we're looking for the bigger projects now as opposed to... Got it. Tell us about one of the bigger pro- projects you're looking at. Um, so one of the bigger projects we just completed on a pub that's going to be turned into 13 luxury apartments. Three zero. Thirteen one three. Got it. Yeah. 13 luxury apartments um, and then we're also converting an old shop into two flats um, and then we're looking um, at commercial industrial units as well. Ah okay so getting away from the residential angle just a bit of diversification. Oh and next year we've got a project where we're um, building 12 new builds. Oh fantastic. Hannah what part of the country are you in approximately? Um, in the Midlands. You are in the Midlands. Good yeah. stuff. Lots of uh, lots of activity going on in that part of the UK by the sounds of it. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of investors from the south use it as well um, because obviously compared to the prices that you get in the south, it's a lot cheaper and people are willing to leave that little bit extra in. Hannah, apart from building the portfolio, is there anything else that you're up to inside or outside of property that you'd like to share with HMO Nation? Um, yeah, I um, coach clients into um, mindfulness and well-being and property. Um, so, yeah, I'm basically um, a mindfulness coach um, and help people to be able to take busy day-to-day lives and instead of being mindful with a double F, be mindful with a single F so that you can appreciate what's going on around you. Nice. I like that. Hannah, what advice would you give to current HMO investors? Anyone that's already in the market? Um, Don't saturate your own market. Make sure you keep a diverse portfolio. Um, Keep the standard high, but don't get too attached to the properties that you're doing because it can end up you putting a lot more money in and it not actually having any significant value on the done up value. So therefore, you're leaving a lot more money in, which can stunt your momentum, basically. Got it. And how about any advice you'd give people who are looking to get into HMO property investing for the very first time? Um, Test the demand. Test the area. Make sure that you're doing ads on spare room to to test the area. Um, Don't go into it with any emotion. It needs to be all subject objective. Um, so that you're keeping your investments as safe for you as you possibly can 
because you don't want the hard conversations to come with the investors at the end because you thought that that was going to be the done up value. You thought that it would be better to put a swanky bathroom in because it looks nicer. You need to do it to the demand. People don't always want that. People are happy still to share bathrooms. So if it doesn't need it, don't do it. Love it. And also I'd say try and use the existing shell of the property. Don't try and have too many fantasies about making a a three-bed terrace into a seven-bed HMO. If it suits a five-bed HMO or even a three-bed HMO, just use the existing shell. Nice. I like that because normally as developers, we're always trying to maximise square footage Mm -hmm. and very easily does a nice old property with some walls that have been there for hundreds of years become a bit of a rabbit warren. Yeah, exactly. Hannah, before we sign off, we'd like you to recommend one great HMO resource or book that you'd like to share. Then, if you can let HMO Nation know how we can get in touch with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, so the book I'd probably like to share would be Miracle Morning. I think that was life-changing for me. Nice. Um, It helps you to realise that there are a lot more hours in the day if you just get up that little bit earlier. Because one thing that people always used to say to me was I don't have enough time, but you can actually make another week out of your year just by getting up two hours earlier. Nice. And how about um, if HMO Nation want to connect with you, how can they do that? Yeah, so they can find us on our website, www.ah-group.co.uk. So if they go onto the website, they can find all our contact details. Great stuff. To our Facebook page, AH Group. Perfect. We'll make sure we link that up in the show notes page on HMO Hub. Great. Thank you. Hannah, thank you for sharing your journey. We salute you. Let's get an HMO high five and we'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this and want more informational, educational and inspirational HMO property content, then please hit the subscribe button and give us a like. See you next time.